Welcome to Ticketbud Tidbits, where we share tips, advice and insights from event organisers for event organisers. I'm your host, Lisa Carson. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. In this episode, I talk to Joe Newman, the CEO and co-founder of the American Basketball Association, the largest professional sports league in the US. Joe talks to us about rebuilding the ABA brand and how the Central Association supports the success of more than 150 teams. Joe highlights the importance of moving the ABA to online ticketing, enabling them to reach new audiences while gaining valuable customer data and buyer behaviour insights. He also shares the challenges of implementing changes across such a wide-ranging organisation with so many independently owned teams. We discuss the communication with teams and the promotion of a new payment method with fans. We run through some of the logistics of how the ABA and its teams are set up on Ticketbud, and we also cover off ABA promotional efforts, merchandise and more. I hope you enjoy listening to my chat with Joe. Here it is. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Lisa. It's a pleasure meeting you. Thanks for joining us today to chat about the ABA. The original American Basketball Association was a men's professional basketball league that operated from 1967 to 76, I believe. And the current ABA was relaunched in 1999, which uh, now includes over 150 teams. That's correct. It's the largest professional sports league in the world. That's pretty incredible. So can you tell us a bit about the ABA and your involvement with the association? Well, I'm the co-founder and the CEO of the ABA. I originally was the ad agency for the Indiana Pacers in the original ABA back in the 60s and 70s when they were both in the ABA and the NBA. We brought it back in the year 2000 and have grown it to be such a large league. And incidentally, it's the most diversified professional sports league in history with 75% of my owners being African-American, Hispanic, Asian, and I have over 30 women owners of ABA teams. That's wonderful. Absolutely. So how have you gone about rebuilding the ABA brand? Well, basically, my goal was to uh, provide an opportunity for uh, really a large number of players to have a place to play, and there were not that many professional opportunities for them. And the second thing I saw was that uh, it really became difficult to own professional franchises, so I made it easier to own and operate an ABA team than any other professional sports league ever. The market reservation, or what they might call a franchise fee, is the lowest in professional sports so that teams don't dig a big black hole that they can't get out of financially. Uh, very important, but more important was that than that was the idea of giving them a business plan that covered every aspect of operations. So not only could they have a professional basketball team, but they could turn it into a successful and profitable organization. And so our uh, business model, which we call the ABA Initiatives and ABA Keys to Success, is unparalleled in sports. We cover every single possible aspect of how to make a successful business, and that business happens to be basketball. That was one of the things I was going to ask is as the central organization, how are you supporting the teams in the ABA to be successful? Well, the probably the most important thing is is the business plan itself that covers organization and training, the marketing of tickets and sponsorships, uh, how to develop community support, press media support, how to develop promotions, how to do merchandising, 
how to develop an internship program and all the other ancillary parts of running a good business. And I, I believe that ABA, running an ABA team is no different than running a McDonald's or a Walmart or a Costco or Southwest Airlines. There are business principles uh, no different, for example, than running uh, TicketBud and operating TicketBud. You have to build a customer base. You have to take care of that customer base, and then you have to have the ability to market it. And in order to do that, you have to have people like yourself, Lisa or Layla or others in the company to execute the TicketBud game plan or business plan. Well, I show how to do that in professional sports. Obviously, you've got all these different, you know, teams all over the place with different management and stuff like that. So it's good that they have a centralized support system. Correct. So what are you doing to support the event organizers on game day about making it a great experience for attendees? Well, I consider event organizers to be uh, extremely important to this. And I've always encouraged every team to establish a relationship with a good event organizer and to treat each of the 10 home games as a special event. And that special event should include music and entertainment, a pregame show, halftime shows, and to be able to use event organizers to show them how to have hospitality rooms, uh, how to sell group sales. I mean, if a person's going to have a birthday party or an anniversary party or a office party, uh, ABA game is really uh, a great place to be, but it's not very easy to run a good professional event. And I've always felt that a good event organizer could be a great asset to an ABA team and would encourage any event planners that happen to be uh, on this uh, podcast to contact any of the 150 local teams and try to establish that relationship. I think it's invaluable. Uh, it's one thing to have 10 players running up and down the court, and it's another thing to have that event being really extra special. Yeah, it is a whole event experience. I've certainly noticed coming to the US from Australia, a lot of the sporting events really step it up in terms of the whole experience. It's not just about the game. There's a a whole lot more that goes into that event and, and the attendees experience. Absolutely. And incidentally, next season, this coming summer, ABA Australia breaks. We have been working on that for two and a half years and are going to be combining several of the existing Australian leagues into ABA Australia, and we have a fabulous uh, CEO that runs it, C.J. Anderson, and established remarkable relationships uh, with Australia. So you'll be seeing that coming. Oh, that's awesome. Looking forward to that. That'd be great. We'll talk a little bit about your ticketing. So traditionally, the ABA game tickets, uh, I think, were cash sales at the gate. This year, the ABA has partnered with TicketBud for your event ticketing, giving you the advantage of pre-sold tickets. This move gives you access to funds sooner and it provides uh, detailed reporting and valuable information about the attendees. Why did you think this was an important move for the ABA? Well, personally, uh, along with media, I consider the access to tickets to be the most vital part of operating an ABA team. It's their largest revenue stream. And up until we've established the relationship with TicketBud, if a fan wanted a ticket, he either had to find uh, somebody locally to buy a ticket from or uh, 
uh, go to and stand in line at the at the uh, ticket counter at the at the actual game itself. Unlike the major leagues like NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA, where they have their huge facilities and huge marketing programs and use alternate online programs, uh, which I won't name, uh, <laughs> they make access to uh, tickets very easy. We've not had that access, and TicketBud now provides us with the access. The problem, if we'll have one, which I hope we don't, is how hard the individual 150 teams promote the fact that they do have ticket bud available to the to their fans. And so it's one thing to be able to have the tremendous services that ticket bud provides. It's another thing to let the market know that it exists. And that's that's what we're charged with. Yeah, it's that awareness. And I think, you know, we're seeing, you know, more and more the numbers of sporting events and, and other events. People are purchasing, increasingly purchasing these things on mobile devices and searching for things to do. So, like, yes, you may have established fans for um, ABA, but then there's also opportunities to grow that fan base. And when people are looking for things to do, they're usually looking on a mobile. So if you also got your ticketing on mobile, it's very easy for them to go through and, okay, I'm going to go do this this weekend. Exactly, and and that's extremely important. And in addition to that, it's the most affordable sports and entertainment uh, that's available in a marketplace. When you realize that a ticket to an ABA game generally with free parking and very low-priced concessions is only $10 for adults and $5 for children, you could ask yourself, Lisa, how many other places can you go to get something as exciting with all of the music and entertainment? We fused music into our sports, so there's there's a lot of rap and hip-hop and rock at all of the games in addition to the games themselves for $10. It's tremendous. That's great value. And you give us access to selling tickets, and we appreciate that. You sort of mentioned, obviously, all these teams are operating independently. So there are going to be challenges in getting buy-in from everyone when you make a change like this. So how do you, have you gone about sort of communicating with teams the value of selling tickets online with TicketBud and that partnership? I actually, I promote it uh, virtually every day. I have uh, going out to all of the teams every day, what are called marketing information memos, and incorporated two or three times a week, I recommend that they contact TicketBud and sign up. And the fact that you, you get all the benefit of all the marketing that TicketBud does, all of its uh, back, uh, its back room and its technical ability and its reputation, and it's free to the teams, it's, it's just a no-brainer. But and here's the problem I face with everything. I have a major national Walmart program where Walmarts are putting in uh, ABA merchandise into Walmart, and and yet I have only 50 of the 150 teams that have taken advantage of it. So it is a work in progress, and I have as a standard line S equals E plus DGU, success equals effort plus don't give up, and so... <laughs> I, as you mentioned, uh, had four or five calls this week when I finished with my constant pressure on the teams <laughs> to recognize the value. We'll have all 150 teams on TicketBud. 
And I think it would be, it's good as well for them to be able to work with Ticket Buddy and that we do have that support in if it is the first time that you're selling things online or using an online ticketer, um, we make that process easy and set up a lot of it for you, which is good. You do a beautiful job of it so far, and I'm very impressed with it. And we'll be promoting uh, TicketBud and the availability of tickets on that very shortly. So the other side of it is obviously ticket buyers are used to buying tickets at the gate and there's that established habit of doing that. So how are you sort of communicating that change that, hey, now you can get them in advance online? The teams send out news releases and press releases are supposed to be extremely active on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, etc., and to constantly promote their upcoming games and to promote the availability of ticket bud. Yeah. Some do, some don't. It, it's a work in, anything is a work in progress. Absolutely, absolutely. It's and and the adoption of any new way of doing things is always, you know, some people jump on really quickly and then others sort of slowly jump on so as they see it it works. So let's talk a little bit about the setup you've got on TicketBuds. So you have an overarching ABA landing page and then each association has their own or team has their own organization page, which allows them to have their own branding and content information. And then they can showcase all their games for the season as like individual events that you can buy tickets for. And that also allows them the flexibility to operate independently financially with separate accounts because obviously you've got different team managers Can you talk about why that was important? It is important because these are independent teams and members of the ABA. Some of them are very aggressive in their marketing and in their, with their website and social media. So we felt it was valuable that each team work individually with TicketBud to establish what it is they want to present to the public. The, The test will be the day that we get our first report that X tickets were sold. And the minute they receive their first, quote, royalty or payment for a ticket, they will jump on it. I'm now in a batch of Walmart stores, and I'm getting reports that the ABA merchandise is moving quickly and rapidly, and the displays are beautiful. And as soon as Walmart or the, the company provides that first royalty check, to the team owners that are participating, you're going to see a rash of teams jumping on the Walmart <laughs> on program, and they will jump on TicketBud. I'm thrilled with TicketBud and the service we're getting. The other um, element is obviously there are fees that you collect as the central organization, and having online ticketing enables that to be built into the process and happen automatically so that you're not chasing teams for extra fees. So can you talk a bit why that's helpful as a central association? Because we are going to be the largest promoter of the tickets. So we felt for the first time that there should be some incentive for the league as a whole to do it. We've never really shared in ticket sale prices and as long as the teams are basically receiving what they would receive if they sold the ticket themselves and and when you look at your competitive brands uh, there is always a, an upcharge over a little bit over and above the regular ticket price but that's because of the tremendous convenience that online tickets provide and the smoothness of the operation without having to get in your car and go down to the venue or go down to the shopping center or 
go wherever you have to go to get the ticket. It's just that little click. And so uh, we feel uh, we're going to be promoting it on our different platforms that the ABA has. Uh, I have a, a very good traffic on the ABA, probably 1,500 visitors a day, about 50,000 a month, right at the top of the ABA website is the TicketBud logo and link, and so we think that that's worth the small fee that we're receiving. To help promote that nationally. So what, uh, speaking of promotion, what are the promotional channels that seem to work best when promoting ABA games? Uh, social media seems to be the number one. We do get a lot of coverage uh, from radio and TV in the local markets, a lot of coverage from the newspapers with press releases and news releases and and the community events that we have. We're constantly involved with Boys and Girls Clubs and YMCAs and AAUs and also not-for-profit organizations, uh, community organizations, youth groups. Uh, Some teams will make the people they come into contact with aware of TicketBud. Others don't take advantage of the opportunity. It would be so simple to, you know, to be at an event and say, if you'd like to get a ticket to an upcoming game, uh, just log on to TicketBud.com and you can get an ABA ticket. So it's, it's a learning experience and hopefully uh, more and more teams will take advantage of it as they see the tremendous benefits that TicketBud provides. You talked about social media. So how does the ABA use social media to engage with fans? When you have 150 teams and most of the teams are very young, they uh, are on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter regularly. So I don't monitor it as much as I provide them with information to talk about press and media and social media exist for the news they make. And so that there's more than just running up and down the court. There's so many good things. I We just had a charity event for Susan G. Komen and raised a lot of money for uh, breast cancer research. Very important. And we've had so many clinics, and I asked them to get that information out into the world of social media. Uh, some of them have uh, large followings. Some have lesser followings. But when you take it as a, a group of 150 and then you take all their coaches that are on social media and take all of the players that are constantly on social media, we hope that they'll put out as much information as they can about their teams and all of the things that they're doing. A league like this is very much based in communities, so doing things in the community as well and, and your ties to the community is going to be important, so talking about that through social media is, has a lot of value. Correct. You mentioned uh, promotional merchandise obviously being sold essentially, but also each of the teams probably have promotional merchandise. Is there like a brand approval process that they go through that has to be checked off by you or how does that work? In Walmart, Walmart has to approve the quality of the products. So all of the products that are sold in Walmart are done centralized by the distributing company that is doing it and they they're an approved vendor and so yes and they have to have the aba logo and they have to be uh, of a good quality as far as what they do at their home games uh, as long as they use the aba logo on any material that that's even team branded it's okay with us and we don't uh, supervise that So I have no doubt that you have faced a lot of uh, challenges coordinating the ABA and building a fan following. So what have been some of your uh, learnings along the way? I think probably the biggest thing is that that when a 
an owner decides to own an ABA team, he does not realize all of the other elements that go into being a successful operator. They have this love of basketball, the love of competition, but they cannot see themselves, in some cases, they don't see themselves as a business and having to do the same business practices that any other business like a McDonald's or a Burger King or a Pizza Hut would do is the organization itself, the ability to recruit good people to carry out the various initiatives uh, that go into running a business, successes directly related to their ability to execute their own business plan. Yeah, it's a very common thing with anyone, any small business or someone starts a business is that they're passionate about something in particular whether it's basketball and then once they you know start the business there are a whole lot of other things that go into managing that business that take your attention away from just focusing on the thing that you love that's right so that's why getting the right people in if you're not particularly good with the financial side of things or you're not particularly good with the promotional side of things or whatever whatever it is getting people in that have that skill set that's so valuable that's it's exactly right the and the other problem i think i've had is that we have grown so rapidly and in the united states the the nba is the largest most successful professional basketball league ever and they have done a tremendous job and they are the golden ring for all professional players who are not in the nba the NBA has seen us as a threat to the NBA rather than a source of players and a, and a developing young people into becoming basketball fans. And so there's been constant pressure from above, if you want to call mm-hmm. the NBA above, to do anything that they anything they can do to stop the growth of the ABA. They can't, and they should be focusing on. Uh, themselves and and all the successes they've had and all the great things they've done and stop being so terribly concerned about my little league that just (laughs) wants to provide good basketball at affordable prices. That's a shame. When you talk about problems... The NBA is NBA is your problem. <laughs> is a giant. Is a giant. Yeah, they are, and yet they. The, yet we should have a a wonderful, warm relationship. Because yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, believe it or not, the talent in the in the ABA, I could put together uh, a dozen teams that could compete with any any NBA team and and G League team, which is their farm league, and yet they have been afraid to scrimmage us do practice games with us or play with us because if they if they did it would bust the bubble that they are so so great <laughs> uh, we don't have lebron james and stephen curry and a few of the other superstars but when you get past the top 4 on any nba team uh, i have i have 50 players that could outplay all of those others but that's that's them i have to concentrate on us and concentrate on being the best we can be and that's what i focus on all the time that's awesome so do you have any tips or advice for event organizers in general that you can share well event organizers uh, when they are called upon to put together an office party or to put together uh, a special event of any type an aba game would be a tremendous place to do it because the hospitality is so warm, the price is so right, 
and we have such great community support. So when they're called upon by Kiwanis or Lions Club or Rotary or Optimists or they're called upon by a Boys and Girls Club or a YMCA or a PAL or any of a not-for-profit organization like cancer or diabetes or uh, any military organization that wants to have a special event, yeah. uh, the event organizers could say, why don't we do something really good at a basketball game? One of our promotions is a $10,000 shootout. What a fun thing it would be to have a group like a group of physicians or optometrists or dentists coming to a game and go out on a basketball court at halftime and and shoot for $10,000. Give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So I ask this question to everyone I interview, so I always think there's interesting things you can learn. Is there any advice you wish you'd been given at the start of your career? Well, I, I have a multi-varied career. I've retired three times, and I just like to work. Keep coming back. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, for 20 years, ran a very large advertising agency in Indianapolis, Indiana, in and was known mostly because I was Colonel Sanders' first ad agency when he began Kentucky Fried Chicken. But I handled many national accounts uh, like Arby's and Burger King and Jiffy Lube and uh, Paramount Pictures and and others that that are very well known in, in the United States and did that for 20 years and decided to retire. But during that period, uh, I also... Uh, opened the first video production company uh, in Indianapolis and produced all my own television commercials. So I was very deep into video production. And But I came out of retirement in a year and uh, bought 16 radio stations and operated them for 10 years and decided I didn't want to be in radio business. So I then re- brought back the ABA and decided when I went into it, I said I would do two things. I'd build it to the largest professional sports league ever. And two, I would make it the most diversified professional sports league ever. And number three, I would create a really a program of high standards and requirements and a code of conduct on and off the court, unlike anything that has ever happened. Uh, we are so zero tolerance in in many things, including drugs, abuse, and and. Uh, and treating people with dignity and respect, which is the underlying theme of the ABA. You treat people with dignity and respect. And subsequently, I think I've created a league that is just an extraordinary league built on the high character and good character of its people. Uh, What will I do next? I don't know. But uh, (laughs) uh, it's interesting because uh, I'm 82. And, and... Uh, I don't stop. I'm now getting ready to develop a huge uh, veterans entrepreneurship program as on a sideline that will involve veterans. Uh, uh, I've seen so long how important it is to give a veteran a job. I see give a veteran a business and let the veteran hire veterans in their jobs. Yeah. And so I'm going to develop a, a program that makes ownership of businesses for veterans something that's within their reach and change that dynamic a little bit i like that that's it living lots of lifetimes there lots of things you fit cramming in that's great though i like that you uh, get passionate about something new and i'm going to try something else now just a lot of different things you know we connie and i we have 
six children, 16 grandchildren, two great-grandchildren, and two more great-grandchildren on the way. Wow. <laughs> we have a pretty big family, and, and still here I am doing an interview with a nice young person like yourself. <laughs> I love it. And my final question I was going to ask you was, can you tell us about a great event you've attended? Well, my dad was an announcer for the Brooklyn Dodgers in the National League back in the 30s. And so I grew up around sports. And so I've attended World Series and they didn't have Super Bowls when I was a kid, but I've attended, you know, uh, a lot of uh, great sporting events and, and including seeing boxing matches with Joe Lewis and World Series. And so I think the probably that was the the highlight of my young career. But I, believe it or not, I'm not a big person that likes to go to crowds. So to us, Connie and I like to go to um, symphonies. We go to the symphony and been symphony holders for uh, ticket holders to the Indianapolis Symphony for 20 years. We go to um, Beef and Boards and we go to Clues and have had been season ticket holders for Broadway shows and musicals. And I think to me, to go to the symphony on Saturday night, although we have a terrible one this Saturday night, they're showing the movie Psycho. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, and playing the <laughs> playing the music and to it. The music oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's very so, appropriate for the week. But <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, thank you for chatting with me on the podcast today, Joe. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it too, Lisa, and I and I do appreciate Ticket Bud, and I want to grow it and the, grow the relationship not only with the teams but with the league and anything that we can do to help your company. There, you know, your company uh, in the world. Uh, there is there is one major, bigger competitor than you, but not necessarily better than you by any stretch of the imagination. And so you, like us, we see the NBA as the golden ring uh, with no limits uh, to what we can do. And I'm sure Ticket Bud sees the potential to extend its reach. It's incumbent upon us to do what we can to help you grow your business. And that's the commitment that we make whenever we have a relationship with anybody. Yeah, yeah. This year it's been a great partnership and we're really excited to see the season kick off. So anyone wanting to find out more about games can go to abaliveaction.com. The season runs from November to March uh, at locations across the country. So you can get your tickets now through TicketBud. Thanks for joining us this episode. And until next time, this was TicketBud Tidbits.